Welcome to Back Chat, where we discuss various topics making the news and ask the questions that need to be asked. Nothing is off limits and no questions are deemed inappropriate as we look to lift the lid and dig deep into the issues making the headlines. I'm Bobby M and this is Back Chat. Drug abuse is a global phenomenon affecting almost every country and every region of the world. India too is caught in this vicious circle with the northern Indian state of Punjab taking the unfortunate title of the drug abuse capital of India. Drug addiction numbers are growing day by day with the problem being described as a raging epidemic, especially amongst the young. In this episode, we explore Punjab's drug problem, looking at the potential causes and extent of the problem, as well as the possible ways to combat the issue. To discuss this subject, I'm joined by my trusty panellists, Jazz, Jeets and Mandeep. How are you guys? Yeah, all well. Good. I love how you all answer at once. and <laughs> I don't hear a word any of you say, but I'm taking you're all well. Uh, welcome along. And uh, an interesting, if not sombre topic for us to discuss this week, drug abuse, which we know affects uh, much of the world, if we're honest, uh, and nowhere is uh, immune from this problem, including India. Uh, according to a survey, 66% of the school-going students in Punjab consume tobacco, and obviously this is seen as the comparatively soft drug around the world. But is it this mentality that's played a part in Punjab's problems today, Jazz? Let me come to you first. I think it um, 100% has. Um, it's. Um, I think you quoted the, the 60. Was it 66%? You said. Yeah. Uh, for tobacco, there's a lot of research just done um, by different agencies where they've quoted up to 70% of the youth um, are on some sort of drug or another, um, aside from tobacco. Um, and that, that, that itself is quite a shocking um, statistic that is there. But that's contributed to a lot of the problems um, for the state uh, in itself. Um, because we know it's a slippery slope, don't we? I mean, is, people start on the soft drugs and then it's a very slippery slope for like, them to get onto the harder To get stuff. onto the hard drugs. And that's where um, a lot of the problems for the state arise because there is a big epidemic, it's a big problem, um, and nothing really is seen to be done about it to bring it under control, um, mm. which is which is a sad um, state of affairs. Mandeep, is it, should we be doing more about the softer drugs then? Alcohol is also probably the second uh, you know, most consumed drug in India after tobacco. Is there something that we need to be doing in terms of tobacco and alcohol before we can address the bigger problem with these other harder drugs? I think so. You have to deal with uh, alcohol and tobacco uh, as well because that's easily available. So you might find the youth, uh, that's their first sort of uh, taste of, um, you know, before they get onto the hard drugs, alcohol mm. and tobacco. And tobacco, as we know, is uh, nicotine is as addictive as heroin. So mm. once you are on the soft drugs, I mean, you could call tobacco the nicotine in it in that way, uh, that can lead to other hard uh, drug use. And is that because they become tolerant to the, the high or they don't get as much of a high as they used to from the alcohol and uh, tobacco? Is that what results in them going for, you know, a, a bigger high, so to speak? Yes, that is uh, correct. Looking for a an additional substance to use in conjunction with, you know, alcohol, tobacco, or it could be just to get that extra high. Um, mm. So, yeah, you're right there. Yeah, and India's location, I mean, that really hasn't helped matters either, has it? I mean, being surrounded by big tr drug producers is obviously a massive issue for India. And I guess Punjab being at the very north of India, that, that location 
you know, poses its own problems, Jazz? It does pose its own problems, uh, but I think the regional part is sometimes used as an excuse for it because Punjab's border is actually very small. Um, if you look at the whole border area, Rajasthan has a bigger border, um, but they don't have a problem um, that's, as, that's as, as acute as um, Punjab's one. So I think that's more of a, um, a red herring in terms of the border being a problem. I think it's more to do with the supply and demand. Um, mm. issue uh, and more to do with the um, you know I think it, it, because I think drugs affects the poor as well as the rich mm -hmm. and both have their reasons for moving on to drugs um, I think the region is, is one of those where you've got I think probably a lot of social issues also pro probably come into it um, yeah. the, the poor will move on to drugs maybe because of their situation to get out of poverty uh, or the other region, the other area which Punjab really suffers and is also attractive is Punjab as a state is a very rich state and therefore when you go there you'll see lots of big houses, mansions, a lot of people from abroad have built houses, a lot of locals have built houses. So you get that sort of bandwagon that people want to join onto where they want that sort of lifestyle and, and the property that goes with it and the lifestyle that goes with it and when they can't have it, drugs is often... It's like a way to escape from it. And You've the got a big place out there, haven't you, Jez? I mean, you just built a place out there recently. You haven't got your own meth lab underneath, have you? Anything <laughs> no, we need but, to know? But, but we did have some um, cannabis plants growing in the um, uh, garden. I, did I you remember really? taking, I did. I took a photo of it as well. Um, is that, I'm hoping that's I'm, the only thing you took. That is, uh, yeah. I, I took a photo of it and I thought, well, now that we're moving towards um, Brexit, this might be an uh, import-export um, business that... Um, I can exactly. um, get some trade agreement nice, with. Well, nice you know, little sideline. You know, nice little sideline. Mandy, would you agree? Do you also think so? Jazz obviously saying there that the location of uh, Punjab is is not so much of an issue. Would you agree with that, or do you think there is some importance there with with its location? I think what has happened, uh, or what is seen, is when uh, in Rajasthan the border is made more secure, you have a lot more drugs coming through Punjab, and vice versa. Mm. So in the past, okay. when you have the Punjab border that's a bit sort of, they get strict on it. Then you have a bit more um, drugs going through Rajasthan border. So I think uh, initially Punjab used to be just a transit point of drugs into India. But now there is more demand, as Jazz said, uh, in Punjab itself. So not only is it just a transit point, but it's, uh, there's high demand for drug use in the state. Yeah. Jeets, I'll come to you next. We haven't spoken yet. How are you doing? I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, good. So we know that in India, that the main problem is around tobacco and alcohol. And then after those two, cannabis, heroin, opium, hashish are the most commonly used drugs in India. Um, but the, the, the biggest problem is the fact that drug abuse is starting so young. Uh, does that mean we're heading for a lost generation? You know, and how big will that impact be on India's economy? Because we've got a whole generation of young Indians now. Uh, if we look at Punjab, uh, specifically lots of young Punjabis who are going to, you know, end up throwing away probably the best years of their life. Is this represent a big, big problem for India? And if so, how big is this issue? I think it will be a big problem later on. Um, I mean, uh, with a, a, any young generation anywhere in the world, it will affect like what they're going to do later on in life. And like Jazz said, like the, especially the poorest students, they'll turn to like, um, some sort of drugs 
or alcohol even, um, yeah, it'll, I think it'll affect them in a big way. But the worrying thing for me though, Jeets, and look, we'll, we'll stay with you, is the fact that 10, 15 years ago when you and I were at school, there was a lot of information out there around drugs and the dangers of drugs and alcohol and smoking. If you remember those cartoons and comic characters and, you know, we had a lot of health promotion stuff going on at school. And even back then we knew the dangers. Why is it that today when there's more knowledge, more information, more education available uh, and people know about the dangers of drugs more than at any other time, uh, in the last probably 50, 60 years. Why is it that now we're still getting people who are drawn to these drugs and are addicted to these drugs? Why is that? I think it's not just a problem there in India or in Punjab. I think it's just a society problem. Um, I think some kids think it's a cool thing to do because they probably see celebrities doing this kind of thing, or the rich and the powerful. So it's kind of like... Um, it's probably like a bad example. Um, for example, um, a first drink everyone would have would probably be like a beer or, I don't know, say a Bacardi. If mm. a, young, a young kid now would be like, I don't want, that's like an old man's drink or they want something which is currently in, endorsed by a celebrity or something which is very popular at one of these celebrity bashes. So it's kind of mm. like a similar thing with drugs. I think the soft drugs, is like not something they 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 probably don't think they're cool having a starting off on a soft drug and move on to like mm. something stronger. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's what uh, it's not just in Punjab. I just think everywhere. worldwide. Worldwide. But that peer pressure. Um, but that peer pressure has always been there, though, Jeet. It's not. It's nothing it, it, new. It has, we grew up with peer pressure. I mean, if I be honest, like I don't think I think at school probably just it was probably just about soft drugs and not like not basic alcohol, but just cheap alcohol, as you'd say, even at school. But only later on in life, as you start going college, university, um, you start seeing other things when it comes towards drugs. Mm. But, what, but what, what, I, don't, I just don't understand what it is. What is a failing of society that is still leading children to go to drugs? What is it? Is it the parenting? Is it the education? Is it the impact of role models like you've mentioned already, yeah, you know, when they see pit, stars doing this stuff? And I, I wouldn't have thought the stars stuff is an issue in India, though. That's the thing that gets me. I mean, still, by comparison, if we compare a lot of the, the Bollywood stars to, you know, the Hollywood stars and what we see here in the Western media, they're still, you know, pretty innocent in terms of what goes on, or at least what you read about. I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with that because, like, of, because of my line of work, having done big celebrity, like where big celebrities are, especially like the Bollywood based people or any celebrity from India, it's just as bad as a Hollywood bash or party. But it's not in the news as much though, is it? It's not covered in the media. Um, yeah, because I think for some reason, I think, I think that the Hollywood stars or the Western world stars, they like to flaunt it because they think they'll you know, get more of a following, become more popular, because they know mm. you get cool kids. I mean, it's a bit like, probably another weird example, hip-hop videos, it's acceptable to have hip-hop videos violence, with, yeah. with the way, like, females are in there. But as soon as mm. Bollywood does it, or Bhangra music does it, it's not acceptable. Yeah, yeah. But that's just because of the cultural sensitivities, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's right. I mean, some things you, you can get away with here that you wouldn't get away with. I mean, for 
I don't know how many, it's, it's a very recent thing that you actually even see kissing in Bollywood movies. I mean, for such a long time, that was a massive no-no, wasn't it? Exactly. Um, and, you know, slowly over time, of course, things change and, um, you know, for, for the better or for the worse, depending upon your stance. But, you know, things will change. And I guess that's the, the one constant to, you know, come up with a cliche. Uh, change is the only constant, Mandy. Don't miss an episode. The Back Chat Podcast is available on iTunes, Pocket Cast and Spotify. But your view in terms of the impact on the economy, Mandeep, I mean, how severe could this be? Obviously, India's got a strong economy, um, but how much of a, an issue would it be? Uh, and I'm assuming here Punjab is what we're focusing on today, but I'm sure this whole drug issue isn't uh, isolated purely to Punjab, is it? Uh, not at all, but as we are talking about Punjab, a recent government uh, study suggested that there are over 860,000 young uh, people who are sort of addicted from the ages of 15 to 35. Wow. Now, Punjab being the breadbasket of India, mm. this this is the age where you will have issues with the productivity of land. Who is going to be running those farms? Uh, it, will it be the... Um, the, the aging parents. So yes, productivity is a factor. You will have a, it depends uh, what they're growing impact. in that farm. I think I think that's going to yeah. be the bigger issue. <laughs> what are they going to be farming? Yeah, the usual crops. Uh, but yes, yeah, so if, you if, will if have Jazz gets his hands on it, Jazz will be growing cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> supply, <laughs> in, supply. <laughs> I've just seen yeah. a light bulb go off on Jazz's head. He's probably thinking, right, <laughs> I'm going back out there. You know, the fir- first time I went to Punjab, I did find that weird, like, it was just growing openly everywhere. Is that still the case, is it? it well, is, that yeah. was the first, yeah. first time I went. I was, I was in shock, and it was actually not far from, like, one of the good ones. Yeah, you'll have to send me the address later on. <laughs> Sector something. <laughs> yeah it's a worry isn't it it's a worry i mean if, if it's that easily available it doesn't matter what education you have um if people are going to be able to access it i mean that's one of the problems you would say um in the west is the fact that the access to it i know people who can get it can get it and they say oh it's easy you can get a joint you can get this you can get access to heroin or whatever you want to buy if you know the right people but still it's not easy access like that and they're talking about decriminalizing drugs uh, in the West, whereas if you've already got it growing, you know, on your walk to school in the morning, I mean, what's to stop you just, you know, opening up your lunchbox or your tiffin and chucking in a few leaves for, you know, recess in the afternoon? I mean, it's a worry, isn't it, Jazz? Yeah, I mean, it is a, is a worry, but I think one of the other things that um, I think that also a lot of people miss, and it was a good... Um, I saw a good program on NDTV a while ago, um, news channels, Indian news channels. There's a very fantastic presenter on there, Shekhar Gupta, he's a Punjabi himself. Um, he actually said a very good thing about um, the state of affairs over there. Um, when you think about the state as a whole, the state doesn't have an IT industry. It has very little in terms of industrial strength. Um, and what he focused on was that when people from India, students, go or you know, once they're past their education, if they go abroad to live. He said the South is sending IT engineers and doctors. Punjab is sending taxi drivers and truck drivers. Mm. So the thing is, in essence, you've got um, a population that isn't very well educated. 
there isn't the industry or the factories there or the employment there for them to get into. Mandy spoke about the who's going to work on the farms. Farm labor, even now, even 10, 15 years ago, was Uttar Pradesh Bihari laborers that come mm. in to do the work. Um, so as a whole itself, it, it doesn't generate revenue from the, you know, the Punjabi community that are there. The, the revenue is generated from outside laborers um, that have come in. Um, and, and that is, uh, you know, I think a very shocking aspect from where people, um, if they are on drugs, it isn't much of a loss to the state because they aren't really that productive themselves anyway because they're not educated. They're not, they're not entrepreneurs. They're not providing employment. And so therefore the loss for the state isn't that great. Um, mm. That's why there's no political will there to do anything because what are you losing? You're losing you, the youth who are offering nothing anyway. That's a very mm. harsh way of looking at it, but mm. politicians won't care. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it's a missed opportunity because I guess they're not reaching the potential they could reach if they weren't using the drugs. Right? It's, it's all very well to say, look, at the moment, you know, they're not providing much anyway. So who cares if they're if they're taking drugs and if that generation, you know, ends up wasting their lives. But if you take the opposite view, if they did put a bit of money behind it or a bit of resource behind it and managed to educate these people, surely it would boost India's economy even more. The thing, I, th I think where a lot of people miss the point about drugs and um, Punjab in itself is that politicians are mostly behind a lot of the mm. cartels that take place. I mean, it's yeah. quite, it's quite, it's open knowledge over there that politicians are involved because, it, you know, every election that there is, alcohol and drugs are, are freely available. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's shocking in terms of what you can get your hands on. So the politicians yeah. themselves, you know, once you've got a, a political seat, and they're not, they're not going to spend their own money battling these elections um, that cost tens of millions to run. Mm, uh, yeah. And so a lot of them have a hand in, in the, the sand mafia is one. The mm -hmm. drugs cartels is another. Um, power mismanagement is another. They've got their claws in a lot of this. And this is why you get a lot of political parties when they are involved in this. They will not prosecute one another because they're all hand in glove with uh, mm. in these industries because that's where their revenue comes from. ITunes, Pocket Cast, and Spotify. This is the Bad Chat Podcast. Hmm. And it's an interesting point you make, actually, because one of the one of the recent changes or recent trends we're seeing, uh, especially in Punjab now, is the increased consumption of narco drugs, especially heroin. Um, and Punjab is basically an offshoot of the inflow of uh, heroin from Afghan uh, through to Pakistan. So you know that that transport route, which is easily intercepted by uh, Punjab. So that's where you get a lot of the heroin coming into. Uh, Punjab from. So that's a huge issue. And there's a study done recently, uh, a toxicology study, where they looked at 10,500 patients uh, at a de-addiction center in Amritsar in Punjab. And what they found was out of those 10,500 patients, 92.8% of them were found to have morphine. 92.8. These aren't the sort of figures you see in studies that we commonly hear about in terms of medicine uh, and toxicology. That is a, a huge, unbelievably huge number. Uh, and such a high prevalence of heroin abuse can be attributed, obviously, like I said, to its easy availability, the steady supply across the border, mainly from Afghanistan and Pakistan. And also, like you just mentioned, Jazz, the thriving smuggler, police, politician nexus, uh, which is hampering that enforcement. Uh, and Mandeep, I guess that is 
is a really important point that Jazz has touched upon, you know, the fact that politicians, police, um, and we're talking about the damage that drugs can have on the economy. But I guess the flip side is drugs are probably holding up a fair chunk of the economy, aren't they? Because there's so much money to be made and the politicians and the police, they're all part of this issue. The money is made by the cartels and the police and the politicians that are involved. So generally, the the, the people of uh, the state don't really benefit unless you're a peddler. So all the mm. money that's generated goes to um, the smugglers, politicians, cartels. The only thing that happens to the normal population is they get uh, addicted. Mm. So, they so be- they're, the innocent, they're the innocent pawns yes, in the game, aren't so, they? So they become part of the vicious cycle where... Uh, they get addicted. If they are the peddlers, they are forced to carry on doing what they are doing to carry, mm. to maintain the addiction. Yeah, and uh, that's what happens. Yeah, uh, Jeet. Next point I want to talk about. We've obviously identified what the issue is, the extent of the problem, and what's causing the problem. But in terms of the solution, I guess this is the harder part. And uh, you know. I guess it's a bit of an obvious answer because we know that in the West, we haven't really addressed the problem here. Uh, And I'm not sure if any country can really hand on heart say that they've solved the issue of uh, drug abuse in their uh, populations. But how do we fix this issue? Given that in Punjab, it's predominantly amongst the youth, uh, school children, scarily. uh, How important is the role of education or indeed the, the importance of that lack of education in either helping or worsening the situation? Like you say, it's it's like um, it's going to be very hard to fix the whole problem. Like you said, like it's a problem here in the Western world. But yeah, there probably is a lack of education in the schools with, where the the poorer kids uh, or um, not sure they do have private schools there or not. Just yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah, so those I think yeah, like you said, there's probably a big lack of education there. Hmm. And, and, and they've said that, you know, there's research that shows, I think there was a study done by the Ministry of Social Justice and Empowerment in 2002, which showed that, you know, the biggest group of drug abusers were those who are illiterate. So, Jazz, is that going to be enough? Is tackling education obviously is going to be an important part of the process, but on its own, it's going to be pretty, you know, Yeah, I think there's a, there's a, there's a, you need a, you need a group of actions uh, to take to, to, to tackle this um, epidemic you know you need education you need the addiction centers you need this, but I think until that political nexus is broken mm. uh, because that's where the power is um, yeah. and that's what that's what runs their business and they you know they they won't want to get rid of the golden goose um, and it's until the political will comes in to break it that I think then you'll start seeing action uh, mm. the police the police don't want to catch um, the the cartels or the peddlers, uh, mm. so they get a scot free. So, you know, it's their business that is running. You know, nobody wants a successful business to go to go down the drain. So until yeah. the political will is there, um, there's not much that will change. Uh, but there's a lot of work that's being done by, you know, other people, NGOs, for example, the addiction centres are yeah. trying to tackle it. But it's like um, that is just a, a drop in the ocean. So, it's, you know, I think for this to be seriously tackled, you need the political will there. And until the um, country deals with the politicians that are benefiting from it, this mm. is not likely to go away in a hurry. 
Thanks for that, Jazz. Thanks, everyone, for your wonderful insights and opinions. It's certainly a bit of a grim outlook uh, at the moment, as it is across much of the world when it comes to drug abuse. It's an issue that we're facing all over the world and one that doesn't look like it will be going away anytime soon. Thanks again to my uh, awesome panellists, Jazz, Mandeep and Jeets. We'll talk to you again soon. And thanks to you as well. Make sure you join us again soon for another episode of Backchat, where we go behind the headlines and beyond the boundaries to uncover the facts and discuss the real stories behind the news. Until next time, goodbye for now.